I could tell a story, there's two things are happening in Pinellas simultaneously. The story that I was involved with, I was an assistant principal at Largo High School. On my, it was spring around 1996, and I was out there on parking lot duty. Remember the AP who had to stand out there in the parking lot regardless of weather, making sure that you all parked all right, didn't kill each other out there, and you know, didn't take each other's spots while well, I was out there. And prom was quickly approaching. And a group of kids who I'd worked with in the office, which means they were somewhat frequent flyers in some cases, others were just, you know, interesting kids, uh, approached me and said, what would happen if two girls came to prom together? And I said, what do you mean as a date? And they said, yeah. And I said, well, one of them would have to be a senior, because that, that was our policy at the school. One person had to be a senior. That's the only thing that would matter. And I said, but if you're going to do that, you know, let me know, just so I'm kind of on the lookout for what I might perceive as being problems. Once again, late 90s, no Will and Grace yet, nothing on television, kind of, and we're, we were not exactly the most urban hip-hop kind of school in, in Pinellas County. Uh, a couple weeks later, prom rolls around. You know, there's a big excitement about it. Uh, there was some word on the street that these girls going to come as, as a couple. Um, they walked in late fashionably late with an entourage of other kids coming fashionably late. All the kids did one of these, they looked at them, they went back to dancing, and it was a big non-event. When school started the next year, a group of juniors who had been part of that, who are now seniors, approached me about wanting to start some type of support group for gay kids. We happened to have a grant at that time, a special learning grant to work with special needs kids, kids who were from um, uh, Narcotics Anonymous, Alcoholics Anonymous, any, any other kinds of issues they were dealing with at home or with themselves. And I was aware in Massachusetts that they started something called Gay and Straight Alliances. Massachusetts the only, at the time was the only state that had done something like that. And the point was not to teach curriculum, but the frame is to make sure school was safe for gay and lesbian kids. We shot that idea back and forth. They liked it. School, the principal, another uh, lay, uh, lesbian gay friendly person, she went ahead and went, went along with it. We had that program for two years at Largo, and nobody knew about it. Then the school newspaper did an article on it, and then it hit the Safety Times. And there was a storm of protest that showed up at the school board steps around 1997, 1998. <coughs> the principal was in the hot spot, the superintendent at the time was in the hot spot, and so were those seven board members. There were about 40 people who came to speak to the school board that night, about half of them uh, pro, half of them anti. The anti-people were mostly here from Hillsborough County under the flag of David Caton and his crowd. Mm -hmm. The pro-people were mainly parents, parents whose children had come through the system who had been harmed in some way because they were gay, lesbian, or perceived to be gay or lesbian. I promise you, there is no cry heard louder than the sound of a parent whose child's been hurt. Those seven school board members and the superintendent who was originally from Alabama, heard them loud and clear. The idea was is that those gay and straight alliances were going to continue in Pinellas schools, but they were not going to happen during the school day. They'd have to be held after school as a club, no longer as a support group during the day, which the school could live with, because if you're going to be treated as a club, they need to meet after school. That set the policy district-wide, because there was this huge showdown. But I don't know that the board would have been as receptive if the parallel story wasn't unfolding at the same time. There was a group in Pinellas County called True Expressions. Anybody familiar with that? It's a, it's a lesbian and gay youth group. They're working with Har Harold Brockus, who was the minister of a church in Pinellas County. 
and they had been individually lobbying school board members for uh, this awareness of how gay and lesbian students may not be treated right in school and that it needed to be included in the student code of conduct. So board members were being bombarded by religious leaders in our community, heterosexual religious leaders saying, hey, this isn't about sex, this is about safety. So that was going on, that happened to schools, and I can tell you today that in 17 high schools in Pinellas, 16 have GSAs. But they're not there because the district mandated them to be there. They're there because students said, we want it. A gay straight alliance should happen to school because kids want to get together to do it. Ironically, most of the kids are straight anyway. They're there to support their gay friends who are coming out. But uh, we've had large groups, small groups. They are, when you hear them on the morning announcements, the gay straight alliance is meaning, I, mean, I had to stop in the hallway the first dozen times I've heard that because I had grown up in Pinellas County. I never expected to hear anything like that in the morning announcements or to see the PA kids, the president of the club, announcing the Gay Straight Alliance car wash, picnic, meeting, whatever going on. We've made, well, I think they've made huge progress, huge changes. I know things have changed the first day of school this year, because uh, in my role as uh, district administrators, I try to get to schools as much as possible. On the first day of school, I wanted to go visit some of our new principals. And there was a new principal at Pinellas Park High School. Uh, also not exactly the most urban center of Pinellas County. Pinellas Park at one point was a very rural area. And I saw this kid with a gay and straight alliance shirt on the first day of school. Yep. Now, <laughs> you may not have done this, but I, know you, I bet you knew people who's planned the whole week before school what they're going to wear the first day of school. And a hand went up, okay. I remember those people. I remember being a teacher, and I remember seeing those outfits come in and high school students being very self-conscious about what they're wearing anyway. But I'm thinking if that's what this boy chose to wear the first day of school, we are come a whole lot different. I mean, these students are perceiving this as just like they did in uh, its elementary. So what? It's no big deal. So I think it, that's what we're doing in Pinellas. As far as teacher training, there's something we're doing called cultural competence. It's mandated for all teachers. But that cultural competence, it, should co it does cover the whole rainbow of issues that we have in school. Dealing with children from poverty, children with different ethnicities. Uh, one of the things that was, a, I, before I came here today, I, I go twice a year, and it's one of the highlights of my school year every year, as I went to the Clearwater Adult Annex. And today, they had the graduation for the students who just committed their citizenship class. These are all people who have just come to the United States within the last few months. They're all trying to learn English and they're trying to pass their citizenship test. They were teenagers there, they were grandparents there. The one thing they had in common is they wanted to become an American. I don't think there's anything more American than celebrating diversity. I don't think there's anything more American than accepting all children for who they are. Those children, those immigrants, some of them refugees, to gain refugee status in the United States nowadays after 9-11 takes all kinds of horror that must be happening in your country. Those refugees that still want to come to the United States, to still fight to come here to the United States, we, we owe it to them, as well as all of us, the rest of the Americans, that we create a school place that is safe for all kids. And see, you asked about... Uh, oh, how do we, uh, how do we lobby it? Uh, besides the signs that say Gay Straight Alliance meeting, I mean, I think that's something when you walk into a school. Uh, we also have, one of the, when the GSAs first started, they had these safe zone stickers. 
that many teachers would put on their door. It had the uh, triangle, the pink triangle, uh, on their door, and it just said safe zone, meaning that if you had an issue, this teacher inside would be someone safe to talk to. We put that also on our assistant principal's doors. They weren't just on the uh, teacher's doors. They belonged in the office as well. When I was principal, had that on my door as well. The office needs to be just as safe as the hallways. And it's up to all of us to work together to make sure that happens. Uh, one of the things that's come out too, that came out of Columbine, that made me really very much aware of some way our, some of our high schools are, are structured. When you walked into the front office of your high school, what was the first thing you saw? Okay, I just heard it, what? Trophies. trophies? Your high school, lots of trophies? Okay, now I, I, was, I, was prince, I was an assistant principal of high school at the time Columbine happened. That's what our, our front office looked like. Trophies going back to the 50s. All kinds of trophies. Now, as a school principal, I was proud of those trophies at our school, the school I eventually become principal at. But one of the things that came out of Columbine was the fact that there was such an emphasis on athletics at that school to the extent of no one else. When I became principal at our school, we kept our trophies, but we also, we weeded them out, thank you, took out the ones that, you know, well, I was at a newer school, we didn't have, they didn't go back that far. We got the old ones, but set up art exhibits of stuff that was going on in our, our art wing. We set up a studio actually in the front office, right by the teacher's lounge, so they could go ahead and see that as they came and went. It's setting up not just making things just safe for gay and straight, uh, gay and lesbian just as gay and lesbian, but to open up a, a, a school that is welcoming to all students and all ethnicities. Our schools are more multicultural than ever. Multicultural, when it first started, what meant black. The Multicultural Club was the Black Club. The Multicultural Club at many schools now is, uh, once again, a rainbow of ethnicities at schools.